Last week, the club celebrated women and girls round. Following our Premier League match against Hawthorne, head coach David Wansborough gathered his five international players onto a panel for a fun discussion about their hockey journey. Welcome to the Camberwell Hockey Club podcast. This episode is a live recording of the panel discussion. Participating are our homegrown Hockey Roo stars, Laura Barden, Sophie Taylor and Chrissy Bates, together with our fantastic guest players, Belgium Red Panther Joanne Peters and the Cherry Blossoms Hazuki Yuda from Japan. The first voice you'll hear is Camberwell Women's Chair Sarah Conyers. Here's Sarah. So for those of you who I don't know, my name's Sarah Conyers. I am the chair of the women's section. And uh, today, as part of celebrating Women and Girls Round, we thought it'd be a great idea to have a bit of a discussion with some of our players that have played at an international level. Um, David Wansborough, the coach of Women's Premier League, is going to take us through some questions with the girls. And then if you have questions as well, at the end, we can throw to the group as well. But I will hand over to David now. Thanks, Sarah. Um, Great initiative always by the club, all the programs, particularly the women's side, I think um, big credit to the committee and the club, so really well done. The good news is I don't have to talk too much tonight, today. Um, these guys will take over uh, as they often do. <laughs> but um, so what we thought we'd kick off with is to chat a bit quickly about, um, you know, throw it open to you guys, hear a bit about where you've come from in your hockey journey to, to get here. We probably know a fair bit about our Camberwell girls, but I'm going to kick off with Jo to ask her how she arrived in Melbourne from um, two months ago playing games in Belgium and all of a sudden here you are um, playing the really, the proper hockey. <laughs> um, yeah, hi everyone. I'm Joe from Belgium. Um, I actually started playing hockey in, in Germany because for my dad's job we moved there when I was four years old so I, my whole youth I played in Germany for Rotweiss Köln. It's in Cologne. And once I was old enough to play for like the state teams and national teams, we figured out I didn't have a German passport. So I had to play for Belgium. Um, started playing for Belgium. Played a couple of years in the national team. Played a couple of games against these girls over here. <laughs> um, and then we unfortunately didn't qualify for the Olympics, for the Tokyo Olympics. That's when I also finished my law studies and that was a point where I was like hmm, am I, do I want to continue four more years or do I want another challenge? And then I chose the other challenge and that's why I'm here. <laughs> um, so yeah, really, really enjoying it. It's a completely different style of hockey. Way more attacking, way more... Sorry, could I interrupt there to say that you were telling me today in the middle of the game, as I get told by all these girls how to coach, which is fair enough, uh, we need to stop going so fast, slow down. Next thing I checked, a minute to go, she's up in the circle near the goalkeeper. And I'm, I'm sure that Belgium girl told me that she was going to... So, you remember that? Yeah. I, I adapted the Australian style. Um, no, but you always go, go, go. And when you're leading 4-0, we're going for the 5-0 instead of just securing the 4-0. But that's okay. Um, no, really fun, uh, really fun experience to play here. Um, really cool to just being able to do that and also think of that it's not only the national team that can do stuff like that, but that if you really work hard and train for it and then you can just like the world opens up to you and it's not like right now I'm really experiencing that this is as cool as just playing a European Cup or something. So 
yeah, it's a really great experience. Great to hear. It's always, I think, a lot of the teams had some internationals in the Hawthorne side today who are also really high-caliber players. It really adds to the whole comp, so it's great to see. Um, just to sort of duck right back to both Sophie and Laura, um, obviously local girls have spent a lot of time in Perth once you made the elite level. You've had a pretty interesting last 10 years. You guys, do you want to talk a bit about you know, your junior days sort of around this ground and then to Perth and here and sure. life? Uh, apologies if people have heard this before. <laughs> um, so I started at Camberwell around 20 years ago now. Um, played all my juniors at Camberwell and then was lucky enough to move to Perth in 2016 for the national program because it's based over in Perth. Um, and that was really good and played a bit of club games over there as well. Uh, although it's very different over in Perth because you get balloted out or like drafted out to clubs because they try and make the competition quite even because all of the Australian national players are over there. They can't just let clubs try and like pay for players and things. So it's very even, which is very nice, but it means you actually get a bit of shuffling around and over in Perth, I'm a bit of a club slut in terms of I've been at four clubs over there. <laughs> Here, very loyal, Campbell through and through. Um, and you definitely miss the club side of hockey because um, you walk around and you don't really get that familiar feeling that I definitely get when I'm back here at Camberwell. Um, so I played club over in there for numerous different clubs and trained with the Australian team um, full-time. And then, unfortunately, I was unselected in 2017. So like Joe, I went for another challenge and I went over to Europe Played a season over in Holland, which is incredible. Um, their hockey is insane and they also love it. It's like their version of AFL over there. Uh, it's like the epicentre of hockey. Um, and that was a really amazing experience. And then fortunately came back and had improved on a few different things. And so then the same coach wanted me back again. So I then moved back over to Perth, played in Perth, new club this time, new people, um, but overall, in a way, hockey is like such an inclusive environment and I just feel like amazing people play hockey that I'm really grateful that I've met so many people across this journey and, yeah, it's been difficult moving states, moving teams, going overseas, but it's been difficult but it's also been incredible because I feel really fortunate and lucky to be able to call Melbourne home but then you, I could wake up tomorrow in Perth and call Perth home and potentially I could wake up in Holland and call that home for a bit. Um, well, and now here I am back here. A feeling that you wouldn't have too much problem fitting in in Holland or you would be outgoing enough to Hopefully. make some friends. Yeah, yeah. I think you would. <laughs> it does it really well. Pleasure to have Laura back. Obviously, um, for the whole of Hockey Victoria, not just Camberwell where we're lucky, but I'm sure there's lots of her teammates from the Victorian teams that always love having her in the program. And Soph, of course, came through the programs here as well. And you've had an interesting journey as well, but you've certainly been, you know, incredible, um, you know, role models to a lot of youngsters at our club and... Um, Love to hear a bit from you, so on your journey. Yeah, so LB and I's journey is very similar, and you might notice that on the field. We connect very well, seeing we've played together literally for 20 years. Um, my journey was yeah, similar. Started off, I think, about six or seven down here on a pretty um, sore and sorry sand-based turf, if anyone can remember that turf. Um, but I have such fond memories from my junior days here. I grew up playing with the boys, and I think for me that was one of the best things that I could have done. Um, you all know how competitive I am out there, and that for me gave me an amazing challenge um, as a junior. And I was also really fortunate to be in some really strong teams. Um, and I guess similar to kind of the group that we've got this year, we had a lot of success in my junior days, and we won um, a fair few premierships, which was pretty amazing to be part of that um, growing up. And I think for me, what I like reflect back on so fondly was um, we had a lot of the state league at the time players come back and coach us. And so to have their, I guess, um, 
development and passing tips on and sharing their knowledge was something that probably really shaped my career um, to date. And that was a, a, yeah, really fond memory. So I think the friendships growing up with, yeah, all different people and playing through juniors, um, playing down here on a Friday night in the pouring rain or whatever it was, um, and having that success was really special. And I think now moving through, I've played a lot of senior hockey here at Campbell, um, and we've had some pretty tough games over the journey. We've typically finished mid-table or just outside finals or just inside finals. Um, and I don't, I can't remember like beating Hawthorne, sorry to the Hawthorne players in the room, but today, like that was a really good game and like I that's the games I want to play each and every weekend um and for us to to show that kind of I think effort and energy was um really cool um but yeah for me I moved over to Perth when I was 23 so debuted a little bit later than most um and played every single game my first year that I was in Perth which was an incredible experience went to 10 countries within the first six months of 2019 um and had done pretty much all of Australia in that year so I was a little bit tired from travel and whether the world heard me and then COVID arrived and no more travel for a couple of years so for me my intro to Australian hockey was amazing um since then obviously COVID got in the way and then not been selected um even though I feel like I've performed and very much um could have been selected in all of those uh, opportunities. Um, I think that's one of the hard things with the sport that we play. It is so subjective. Um, but for me, I think I'm incredibly proud with the performances I've put out there. I missed Olympic selection last year, but I honestly say, hand on heart, I should have been picked. And that's something that I've got to deal with day to day. So um, yeah, hopefully the journey isn't over. I have ambitions um, to make it back into the senior team. I'm still young, despite what maybe other people say. Um, and I'm going to go play a season over in Belgium, which will be a fantastic opportunity yeah, go Belgium. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then hopefully come back, you know, to Campbell next year and or Perth in the future, depending on where the program is. Yeah, well, I've organised some more COVID, so you won't be able to fly to Belgium, <laughs> but hockey will be okay. We can play hockey. Um, yeah, we'll go to Haz. And um, so, Haz, I'll explain to everybody that your it's not your sister, Maz, but Maz, who played here for a couple of years ago, rang me up or let me know that you were interested in coming to play. So that's how you came to Camberwell. Did you, had you ever heard of Camberwell before? Uh, no, just you and my previous head coach was friend. Who, who was he? What was uh, his name? Harpo. His real name for everybody uh, here? Neil Hogan. Yeah, so Neil Hogan was an Olympic Australian player in, uh, in my era and he's been in Japan coaching for a number of years. And um, I thought, I heard him say to me, you were thinking of going to the Gold Coast. Oh, yes. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, it, did he I, tell I you about beaches. the beaches? I told you about the nice beaches here at <laughs> Port Melbourne. Yep. Have you been to Port Melbourne yet? Much nicer. <laughs> yeah. First time, yeah, I am thinking uh, Gold Coast because I love beaches. So, yeah. Beaches everywhere. He just yeah, yeah. got to go a bit further. Um, and tell me what a lot of people here won't know. Who did you play for when you played hockey in Japan? You started at high school, your hockey, and then... What was your club team? Who did you play for in Japan? Um, I your main team. Your main team main in Japan. Team? Yeah, Coca-Cola Let's Bucks. So just a bit louder for the... Which, um, what was the name of the team? Coca-Cola Let's... I played Coca-Cola Let's Bucks. So Coca-Cola have a team. And that's who you yeah, play yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Incredible. Did you drink a lot of Coca-Cola? <laughs> yes, but no free Coke, but yeah. You didn't drink Coke? Yeah. Not even rum and Coke? Okay, anyway. Um, so the Coca-Cola team is a... Uh, the company sponsors everything for you. Yeah. And then you play the national team separate, different to Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's different. And where did you travel? Um, 
around the world for Japan playing uh, hockey? Which countries did you go to? Uh, mm -hmm. Many, yeah. yeah. I went to Rio Olympics and uh, I my debut for Japan is when I was 18. Yeah. Fantastic. And back to Rio, the Olympics you played in 2016. Yeah. I've got to talk slower, don't I? In my, yeah. I like the way you nod in our pre-game speeches and I'm going... Oh, da, 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 da. Um, much of the rest of the players do the same thing. Um, the, what I was going to say, uh, 2016 you told me the first game in Rio. Who did you play? Uh, I, Argentina. And you played Argentina. And, and what happened? What happened in that game you told me? Yeah, when you ran to play the game, what did the crowd... Ah, yeah, yeah, booing for us. They were booing you? Yeah. But you, you told me you liked that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because uh, I never had that experience. Yeah, so it's like, you know, um, how do you say? Atmosphere. Yeah, atmosphere, yeah. Good atmosphere, fantastic. So, and, and Maz, uh, great to have you here. Has, I said Maz, has that, to have you here is fantastic. You're playing amazing and people love to come and watch you play. So um, congratulations and thank you. Yeah, thank you. Chrissy, uh, we had all these different questions, of course. We're not following the script. Um, but um, what about, one of the questions was talking about all sportsmen, whatever age, whatever level, encounter setbacks and the word resilience and how do you handle when you don't get picked in a certain team. You've obviously been at the pointy end of some of that. What have you learnt from that and, you know, what would you pass on to all of us who have got to deal with that in life? I think um, sport, I don't know, it, it presents itself with lots of opportunities and I guess to build resilience is one of them. Um, we often, you know, through our journeys face setbacks. It's not always, um, you know, you're selected in every single team or you're injury-free for your whole career. So um, I think, yeah, facing those kind of setbacks and I guess everyone in this room through COVID um, has also sort of faced those things. So um, in my experience, uh, in 2020, I went over to play in Barcelona um, and I'd just been, well, I wasn't selected for the Australian team in 2020. Um, so I went over to play a season over in Barcelona. Um, I was there for about three months before I had to return because of COVID. So um, I sort of returned back to Australia with no job, no sort of sense of purpose. Um, so I guess during that time, uh, I don't know, I, get, I actually I found a job through um, a lot of connections through the club um, and I picked up a new sort of passion. Um, I'm now studying law, which is really exciting for me. So I think um, those times when, you know, it's like really tough and everyone's going through it, when just finding those little opportunities, little um, opportunities to connect with your community. Um, and I, there's a really great community um, feel around the club. Everyone is out here to lend a hand and help you in any, any way you can. So, um, yeah, I think just building resilience, building a really good community around you um, and those people are the ones that end up helping you, you know, get through all those sort of tough times. Yeah, well done. I think um, lots of people here would understand what you're talking about but wouldn't have been through what you've all been through and to sort of bounce back and to grab those opportunities to be studying your law and working is uh, fantastic. I think people are thrilled, excited to hear you, you're doing that. Um, now, Joe, I'm really concerned culturally how you're fitting in to Australia. We had some problems, we know, between you and I, your football team. Uh, Go, we... Demons! Do you know the words to the song yet? She just picked the lazy winning team. You could have stuck... You gave us tickets to that. Okay. 
I, when they got here, I gave them tickets to the first game. I made the mistake. She liked the song. Better than, who, would, who would say Melbourne's song is better than Richmond's? Definitely. Anyway, she, she's not, haven't given up yet. We're a chance. What have you enjoyed so much? What have you found um, in your first two months here? Melbourne, you know, um, as a city, how are you going settling in? Yeah, really, really fun. Um, I think, yeah, both me and Philip over there are really enjoying it, <laughs> except of his wrist, obviously. <laughs> but um, no, actually, um, really grateful to be here and also um, really thankful for Camberwell because it's because of Camberwell that we have fitted in so well and that we've really had such a great experience until now. And it's because of all the connections that we got here and all the people that we met that we like get all of this really great tips, what to do and what not to do and what to eat and what to drink. <laughs> um, and I think it's really different if you come in like a hockey community or just come over and start work. It's not the same just meeting colleagues, but it's really, yeah, a family. Like you come into a family and you, you're part of it and it's, it's, it's just really, really cool to just, I don't know, sometimes I imagine myself like, now my parents are like on the car that far away and I'm like here in another world and it's so crazy and they're still asleep. They don't even know that we were. So everything is, yeah, you really, every, every day you're, you see that you're somewhere completely different and the birds are different and the trees are different and it's just, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, and it's also cool to not just be a tourist, but really get into the lifestyle and really, yeah, be part of it. And, and yeah. um, will Philippe, your partner, Philippe over here, uh, is upset because he doesn't really play hockey, but he took it up because Joe plays back in Belgium. And so he came here and he really wanted to play in a lower team. Unfortunately, he got hit the other night and he, otherwise he would have been on the panel <laughs> today. But due to the injury, he couldn't join the panel. That's okay. That's good. Um, uh, I was also just going to ask, um, so Soph and, and, and Laura and Chrissy in the Australian programs, um, uh, the amount of training you do as elite athletes, I'm just still stunned by when you, we read a lot about AFLW, but your training is, uh, and all the Victorian girls I've seen with their programs, they really are quite uh, fantastic and a bit of a, an untold story. Can you just tell us quickly a bit about what that does involve? What, what still now are the elite programs look like for you guys Oh, I know you, some of you are coming out on a bit, but you've been in them for 10 years. What, what's your weekly sort of routines? Yeah, our program in Perth, we are taking from Monday, gym on a Monday morning with a light individual skills on a Monday evening. We then back up not many hours later on a Tuesday morning for a really hard session. That's usually kind of one of our harder ones of the week, two hours minimum. You then get off till Wednesday afternoon and that's like the heaviest session of the week. Um, so usually game play, whether we play in like um, intra-squad practice match or play against uh, some of the under 18 boys. Thursday afternoon was gym. Friday morning, again, a really short turnaround was a kind of similar to a Tuesday morning session. Um, and then we'd back up on a Saturday morning, either with a like intra-squad game again or hard skills session, or you'd play a game on that Saturday afternoon. Um, on top of that, I personally did a Pilates or a yoga in the week as well. Um, and our VIS environment here is pretty similar. So we try to replicate it so that you are prepared when you leave VIS, the moment you walk in the door at Hockey Australia, you're good to go, um, which I think is something fantastic about the VIS program. And did they, they, they didn't have a Saturday night, never mind bar? Yeah, session. sometimes. <laughs> right. What's it called? Never mind. I don't even know. Um, and Laura, now that you're still trying, obviously, is it similar for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Where um, Sov and I are still lucky enough to be in the VIS. And yeah, as Sov says, they really try and um, 
make it an easy transition across, almost even a bit harder because in here you're a bit more nurtured and the coaches here are sort of looking at you individually and want the best out of you. Where when you get into that team environment, there's well now 22 of them over there um, with two coaches at the moment and so you can sort of get a bit left behind and so you need to build up this resilience and building your own confidence here in a very nurturing environment to then um, yeah survive over in Perth basically but one thing I was going to say about the training they try and have it early in the morning or late at night because they really try to encourage you to do something outside of hockey. And we were really proud last year. In the Hockey Roos, out of the 27 of us, 26 of us had either a job or were studying to have a job in a pathway. And it was a bit higher than the men. Um, so, yeah, we were really proud about that. And also VIS encouraged that as well over here, a balance between sport and life. Very good. Well, um, so are you happy to keep going? Or, yeah, very happy. Um, has just going to ask you one other question for you, Has. How are you finding the hockey? Is it very different? So you played today, Hawthorne, who had a Kiwi, young Kiwi girl over here who was absolutely outstanding. I think we've all seen an international star. Like, just thought we'd keep her... Don't, I hope you're not shy. You know, well done on your game. There's lots of great players, but you played superbly, so congratulations. But how are you finding the hockey? Yeah, the hockey. Is it very different to Japan? I think, yeah, when I can play, uh, I play fast game here, I think really different because Australian hockey is just go, 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 go. <laughs> it's not the same as Japan, so, yeah, that's... You like it? Yeah, I like. <laughs> Did you know that you were a goal scorer? Oh, right. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we worked it out, hey? All right. Any questions from the crowd? Um, and anything from the ladies on... I mean, I've got to say, well done to the club, but aren't we privileged to have um, the quality of ladies? They're, they're role models for all of our... We talk about youngsters, but actually everybody in the club. I uh, think, you know, the club's really proud of what they've done. Um, you can hit goals or get captaincies or win tournaments, but actually the way they carry themselves is probably the true um, measure, I think, of uh, what they represent. So it's, it's, uh, I think the club's really fortunate and um, it's a great chance to recognise that. Yeah, so growing up, um, I had no female role models, and that's really sad for me. Um, but these days, it's Ash Barty, and she's just retired. But I think um, she's someone that so many people can look up to, whether she's an athlete or whether she's not an athlete, because the way she carries herself, her impact on the community, her values, um, and yeah, everything she's about, I think, is just incredible. So that's who it is for me, and I'm so happy that now young girls have people that are in the media um, and the exposures there that they have role models to look up to, which is really exciting. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. that, no, that's good. Um, yeah, sorry, Liv. Yep. Yeah, question. So, obviously, so you mentioned that you are aiming to make the Australian squad again, um, which is awesome. But I'd just love to hear from all of you quickly, like, what are your goals now from hockey? But obviously, you've already all achieved so much. Do you have something that you're aiming for now? Or is it just, you know, to keep playing for hockey or, yeah, there's anything you've um, yeah, I think I still want to achieve a lot as a player. Obviously, I'm still not that old. <laughs> I'm pretty young. But um, they, I, yeah, here I want to obviously 
include like the things I learned back in Europe and bring all the things that we learn over there and the different style of play. Um, I also started coaching a lot already back home and I started coaching here, which is what I really love and I really like to get involved with a lot of young girls and they say I teach them a bit of European style hockey, which is maybe not so bad, but um, so that's also something I really, I really want to grow in and I really want to like teach young girls for sure, young like really talented girls who, who are a lot of them here. Um, but then as a player, um, yeah, not sure yet. Like not sure if I if I really want to go back to the to the national team. It depends a bit. Um, as I said, we didn't make the Olympics. That was a pretty hard one. Um, I also I always love hockey because I I just love the game and I'm so passionate and I'm just enjoying it so much and I enjoyed it my whole life and every game and every minute and then when we didn't qualify and lost those shootouts against China that was when I was like I never want to like this is horrible like and and then and then I just thought okay now I'm not enjoying anymore like my whole goal is gone and then and then COVID hit and that was when I started thinking and now doing this I'm like this is so great Maybe I should take that experience, just go back to Belgium and also involve it in club and like further functions like that. And it's not, as I said, it's not just a national team. I think we can even have impact around that. So let's see, but I definitely want to improve as a hockey player and maybe try and play hockey one. So let's see if, how that works out. Yeah. Two things about Jo as well, you don't know. She plays for the team with the best name in the world in hockey. Anybody heard of her club? Is it the best name for a hockey club? It's Waterloo Ducks. Say it again. The Waterloo Ducks. The Waterloo Ducks. Uh, how they got that? Well, one day we'll find out how they got that name, but it's the great name. And the second thing is, you did teach my young daughter to tomahawk. That's all good, but... She scored. You haven't told me. You haven't taught me how to tomahawk. I can't even... Bet. Anyway, not about me. And did you... Oh, well, I'll be quick. I'm basically like Soph. Um, yeah, I don't feel like my time with the Australian team is officially done. They might think so. But if I've made it back once before, who's saying that I can't make it back again? Um, and I have made around 47 games, so I'd love to get to a 50-game cap as a milestone. Um, but also really looking forward to hopefully playing another season overseas. Don't really want to be an adult just yet. I just want to keep touring around. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Uh, for me, sort of similar similar to Joe, um, I'm sort of, you know, interested in my studies and other things. Um, so uh, actually over lockdown, I spent quite a lot of time um, doing individual coaching. Um, so I coached Lucy Dunlop all lockdown one-on-one. And I think, you know, you've come like such a long way. It's awesome to see you playing out here. Um, so, and, you know, a lot of other people from the club. So I think that um, is another way I can sort of just give back through hockey. And yeah, I like working with... Um, young girls and women and just, yeah, to see people improve um, and bring that into into our team and our club. And um, I, as you can see up there, I think the last time Campbell won, oh, Campbell women won a premiership was 20 years ago. Um, so, oh, there you go, there you go. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, a goal, uh, as Liv, your question was, what's a goal? Um, I'd love to see our club win a premiership. Yeah. yeah. Finish there, we'll finish up. Um, thank you to the ladies. We're pretty lucky, as I said before, to have them. Um, yeah, they've really created the buzz this year and wonderful to have a, a great opponent today. And Hawthorne, again, that made it such a special day. So, and, and well done to the five ladies in the club for what they've done. Thank you. 
You've been listening to the Camberwell Hockey Podcast. We'd like to send a big thank you to our hosting team, our guests, and you, the listener, for your support. If you enjoy the show, please give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is recorded and produced by Camberwell Hockey Club in Melbourne, Australia. If you have any feedback, comments or questions, please find us on Twitter at Camberwell underscore HC or see more information on our website, camberwell.hockey. See you next week.